Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Caitlin here. I wanted to hop on for a quick update before I get into the episode today. So I've decided to switch something around since I recorded this episode. As I mentioned in the coming show, I'm about to embark on a nine-day creative sabbatical. I have scheduled no work. I am focusing only on creativity without productivity. And the beautiful thing, if you've ever done this, given yourself open time to be free and creative, if you're an entrepreneur, it ends up allowing your business to just explode because you are not thinking in terms of, okay, like what's the obvious business thing to do next? You're thinking in terms of what brings me joy, what makes me feel creatively fulfilled, and that's where your best work comes from. So as a means of really like committing to my to this sabbatical in a deeper way, I'm taking two weeks off the podcast. So the next episode after this one is going to air on June 19th, and I'm going to be using this time to just take a little rest, and I... I'm excited to offer you an opportunity to catch up on the episodes you haven't listened to during this two-week time and look forward to everything that's coming after the 19th, including some really exciting interviews, some much-needed conversations, and honestly, some conversations I'm not seeing happen on a lot of podcasts, so you definitely want to tune in. So enjoy the episode today. Hang out with me again starting on the 19th. Feel free to follow me on Instagram because I will still be posting probably just on stories during the sabbatical because I love sharing what I'm up to day to day um, and interacting with everyone there. But I won't be doing as much posting, emailing, things like that. This is really a great space to breathe. And I hope that in doing this and sharing this, I make you think about it too and give you an opportunity and permission if you need it to do the same or something close, you know. It doesn't take nine days to necessarily feel creatively nourished and reborn, refreshed, but whatever you can give to yourself in whatever way feels right for you and your intuition, I encourage you to do so and tell me what happens. It's going to be a fun adventure for all of us. So I will see you again on the 19th. Thank you so much for listening to the show today and I'll talk to you soon. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. This is Caitlin Matanley and hi. How are y'all doing today? Happy Friday. Um, I don't know about you, but I mean, Friday still has like a vibe to it. <laughs> I mean, I read a funny meme that was like every, about this past weekend, which mo- was Memorial Day weekend, which I truly did not even realize until I saw that my U.S. bank like wasn't doing transfers <laughs> the same way because it was a bank holiday. I was like, oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> so I read this meme that was like, y'all are getting excited about a three-day weekend as if we haven't been, you haven't just had like the past three months off or whatever. 
and yeah, I mean, obviously not everybody has been off that whole time, but, um, I just, you know, I think it's because I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself. I haven't ever, at least not for a very long time, relied on the day of the week or relied on my work or lack thereof to determine the day of the week. Because like, you know, if it's the weekend, I feel like working, I will. But I do protect the energy of the weekend. And I, I swear when I wake up on a Saturday, it just like has a different vibe, you know? has a different vibe. So I hope you are all planning an exciting weekend, whether you're at home or at home or at home. <laughs> I'm actually embarking today on a 10-day creative sabbatical that I've scheduled and I've actually scheduled into my schedule every seven, eight weeks, um, like seven weeks. I don't really like the idea of doing it every other month. So like every month and a half ish. And the purpose behind this is to not work. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, you've heard me talk about it on this podcast before. I'm a Capricorn. I love to work. Working's one of my favorite hobbies. Yes, to me, it's a hobby <laughs> as well as my profession. But, you know, the reality is I really enjoy working and I enjoy working the freedom that comes with working when I want to work, not like I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel this pressure to have some kind of like schedule. And I definitely used to as well years ago, like some magic schedule. Um, and I say, fuck that. I mean, obviously if it helps you be, you know, if it helps you move forward on your vision, great. My perspective on any mindset stuff I ever talk about is like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So if it's working for you, great. This doesn't apply to you. <laughs> I feel like anytime I talk about this kind of stuff, I mean, mostly when I do it on social media, there's always someone who's like, well, I don't have that experience. And I mean, to be honest, I'm sometimes that person on other people's posts. So <laughs> I should probably shut the fuck up. But, <laughs> but the reality is, um, yeah, I just, I like doing things when I want to fucking do them. I just do. I just do. Like this morning, you know, usually I meditate first thing in the morning, but I was just like, I suddenly really felt channeled in, dialed in to a, something I needed to adjust on my website that I had been like a copy thing that I had been putting off for a long time. And just suddenly I felt this huge urge to do it. So like, obviously I was going to take advantage of that energy rather than being like, actually I have to meditate now. Like I'll meditate later. I still haven't today. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, trust yourself. That's always the point. Anyway, where was I going with this? Somewhere. <laughs> oh, my creative sabbatical. So, you know, I do love to work and I don't see that as a problem. And it's also made me realize that there are other parts of my personality or not even personality, but life experience that get a potentially a little underdeveloped. So, I decided what I needed was a week long, I mean, like I said, about 10 days because I'm including the weekends on either side, creative sabbatical, where basically I could just be creative and in a really open-ended way. I have nothing scheduled. I, in fact, I blocked off every day completely from appointments and everything. Like no appointments could be scheduled. Um, and so that's a big piece. You know, there's a real, for me, I really thrive creatively, and I've said this before, with a lot of space. So 
having even, you know, it may not be 10 days for you, but it may just be like a day or, or whatever you can manage. It can sometimes just like knowing you have nothing you have to do can kind of take that pressure off that gets in the way of your creativity. So the intention is not to work. I'm kind of front loading my work um, this week to get things like posts and emails and things done in advance. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So actually, <laughs> I did in, in Capricorn, in, in true Capricorn nature, I decided I need like a, I needed a, um, what you call it, like a <laughs> supplies. <laughs> so I, a friend, one of my best friends suggested I make like a Netflix queue with purely fiction movies, no documentaries. And I was like, that's a great fucking idea. But I do have a tendency to either be working on my laptop or on my phone when I'm watching something, which normally is whatever. But I was like, you know what? Let me challenge myself to use a different part of my brain. So I ordered a couple. I ordered two adult coloring books (laughs) and some fresh markers. Part of this whole thing was me getting like me doing inner child work as part of another course I was in. And um. I asked my inner child what she wanted and she said creativity without productivity. And I was like, ooh, that's a vibe for sure. I mean, especially based on a lot of the things I've been talking about lately on this podcast um, about, you know, how that, that, that pressure for productivity and how pressure in general can really be the enemy of your creativity. So if you're somebody who schedules every day like down to the minute or feels like you always have to be doing something, like guess what? Even if you're just lounging around, like that still counts as something. <laughs> but you feel like you this pressure to do something that's quote unquote productive. If you're one of those people, really giving yourself more space to flow can really help your creativity flourish. So anyway, I uh, – Obviously, like, a adult coloring book is not the most creative thing necessarily. Um, but I was like, this is definitely better than, you know, scrolling on Instagram or responding to comments or whatever, you know? So I ordered two, <laughs> two coloring books. One is a – it's like a stoner coloring book, which apparently is a thing. I saw, like, ten – at least ten different stoner coloring books. I chose this one, obviously, because it has aliens in it. Um, if you don't know, I'm obsessed with aliens. I am one. Um, total extraterrestrial Pleiadian soul over here. That's a whole other story that maybe I'll talk about in a future episode. Episode, Maybe not. Um, but it was like aliens smoking weed, like aliens holding joints. And I was like, obviously, I need this coloring book. And the other one, it's like cute animals saying curse words, but like really filthy, not words, but like statements. Um, like there's one that's a really cute one that's like an, a cutesy cartoon elephant with hard eyes and it says, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like really cute pictures. And I'm totally childish in terms of my sense of humor. And so that, can you hear that dog barking? So annoying. I cannot believe that dog doesn't know I'm attempting to podcast right now. Oh, it just got, it just stopped. Did I do that with my mind? Anyway. Um, I am a powerful witch after all. So because I'm pretty childish with my sense of humor, I just like thought, I literally thought it was the funniest thing. I was looking at these pictures, dying laughing and watch, like reading what they were saying. <laughs> I showed it to Omar, my, my partner. And he was like, 
not he did not get it i mean maybe some of the english is not his first language so it's possible that like some of the more obscure curse words he didn't recognize hadn't thought about that to this moment but also maybe he's just you know more mature than i am despite being you know several more than several years my junior so i'm a basically my sense of humor is like a nine-year-old boy I think, who, like, just discovered curse words. Actually, I think people discover them sooner than that. I don't know. Anyway, so that's my creative sabbatical plan. I'm super excited for it. No, I'm not just coloring. Oh, I, I got, like, another book. It's, like, a scratch-off. You, like, scratch off the mandala. You, like, trace. Okay, do you remember in art class? Did you ever paint a thing and you cover it with black? Oh, no, you – oh, my God, I'm all over the place. You – color a picture you draw a picture with like crayon wax crayon that's what it is and then you paint over it with black paint and you scratch out a design and it's like rainbowy underneath right so I did get this other book <laughs> it's like too way too many details and we're not even done going into my creative sabbatical supplies but <laughs> um you just like scratch against the lines and reveal these like rainbow mandala designs it sounds dumb but the reviews looked were like really positive. They said it was very relaxing. So anyway, the point is, you know, if you actually if you do find yourself just turning to something just to kind of tune out, like scrolling on Instagram, then why not find something else that feels a little better? For me, it was like it had to be something without a screen, especially because I was probably going to be doing it while watching a movie or something. So it's like, okay, one screen, but two screens, like on my phone and watching a movie, that's just excessive. So, you know, you can find something else that like, even if it's still mindless, I do believe like works a different part of your brain for sure. I also may have ordered a craft kit. It's like for children, but who fucking cares? Where you basically make like little cactuses and like garden succulents using felt. And they have like cute faces on them. Yeah, your response right now, but why? Actually, you might. <laughs> um, one of my besties said when I when I was describing another a different craft kit for her for my a different craft kit that I decided not to get. I was describing to her, and she said, "But why?" <laughs> She's like, "The Virgo in me needs to know why." <laughs> Anyway, the point really of the creative sabbatical is just to relax and um, be creative and, and not in terms of coloring. Like that stuff's for the evening because usually when I'm very creative during the day, I want something to kind of turn off at night. I find when I'm being most prolific in my work and creativity, I actually want that more, that nighttime turn off um, because otherwise I don't turn off and that actually eventually stifles the creative flow, which is interesting. That's just my pattern. That's my energetic blueprint. Yours may be a little different, but um, yeah, I'm going to do some writing. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. It's going to be interesting. So what do I want to talk about today? I could probably just like go on and on about the creative sabbatical, but maybe I'll report back after the um, after it's finished <laughs> with like some life lessons or something. So I wanted to talk today about a message that I have repeated repeatedly (laughs) 
I say it all the time and it's really a core value of my perspective on life and business. And it's definitely a core value of my business. And it is this, you do not have to be perfect to be successful. So I was thinking about this because someone who's in my group coaching program, Alma de Oro, she messaged me because a link was broken to one of the recordings and I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry about the, because she, she wanted to go back and listen to them right you know, at that moment. I said, oh, sorry for the delay. Like I'll, um, I know a few of the links have broken or it appears a few of the links have broken. I'm going to transfer the files to a permanent place because they were just being recorded like by Zoom, which that I've been having issues with. So, um, and then I offered just to send her the one that she was about to to watch right away so she didn't have to wait for me to send the email with all the links. Um, and, and I said, yeah, like apologize for, apologies for the delay. And she said something really interesting, something, and I, I wish I, I should have like had the comments up so I could remember, but it was something along the lines of, it's refreshing to watch you like being a human and just like figuring things out as they happen. And it was interesting to me um, because never once in my business have I ever felt the need to like pretend that something wasn't happening when it was by like making an excuse or um, making up a reason something didn't work or in general like feeling bad at all if something doesn't work like we have I mean technology is imperfect links break also I mean whether it was a link broken or whether you know sometimes if I'm rearranging files something maybe gets ends up in the wrong folder or the wrong location or something like that none of it matters it's so funny to me that that this stood out to her as like an expanding moment of like, oh, right, things don't have to go perfectly to be successful for me to be successful. At least that was my interpretation of it. And if you're listening, um, person who messaged me this, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding a little bit, but it made me think about this idea that is brought up in, with so many of my coaching clients, how they're afraid to do, to take action, to grow their business, to like take the next step, whatever that is, because they're like, what if something gets fucked up? And I'm always just like, well, things will get fucked up. I promise. They absolutely will. But also who cares? Like who cares? I mean, assuming you fix it, obviously. And that's Anytime, I mean, just as a practical step, anytime I send out anything that includes links, download links, I always say at the top, if a link breaks, just email me. Respond to this email, let me know. Because things happen, you know? And who knows why? <laughs> you know, I'm very accessible to people. If there's a problem, it's like, we'll fix it. Usually extremely quickly. So there's nothing to worry about. But it's interesting because I do think a lot of people have this perception and I think I think that like as you get further in your business, you lose this perception more and more. So I do think this is a perception more with beginning entrepreneurs, but also people in general. It's not just entrepreneurs who feel this way that, you know, fearing that they're going to fuck something up and won't be able to fix it. But the reality is you will fuck something up. Another one of my clients had this recently around, you know, 
fears of visibility, which are super common. Everybody has them pretty much. And was saying, you know, what if I like say something wrong? And I'm like, well, you will. <laughs> That's what I said. You absolutely will. I promise. And it's safe to be wrong. The only time it's not safe to be wrong or not safe to make mistakes is if you've led your brand, your life with the perception or like the mask of being perfect. If you're somebody who like goes around acting like they know everything and then somebody calls you out because you say something that's like inaccurate or whatever or just not thoughtful, yeah, it's going to be really hard for you to bounce back from that even personally. I still believe nobody really cares and nobody's expecting you to be perfect except for yourself. But, you know, if you from the beginning aren't pretending to be perfect and you're, you are being human, then nothing, is, nothing, then it doesn't matter when something goes wrong. And likewise, you know, if you're somebody who acts, like I said, like you know everything and then somebody shows that you don't, that could be perceived differently than, you know, if someone's saying, oh, like this is my opinion. I mean, I think it's, that's a whole nother topic, but I think it's so important, especially if you were present online and you have an online presence (laughs) it's so important to recognize like when you're talking about your opinion or your personal truth versus facts and like especially right now there's a lot of people um projecting their own truth their own spiritual truth as the truth and that's super dangerous because guess what like me there's a major religion that's been doing that (laughs) that's done that throughout history you know um I'm not hating on that major religion religion which is Christianity but it's like it has been you know the the establishment of Christianity not, not the personal practice which I do separate but the establishment has to a large extent um been sustained by the belief that like this, our truth is the truth. And anyone who disagrees is at best wrong, at worst persecuted um, or killed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like actually the worst. <laughs> so my point is, you know, when you're being really authentic and genuine in terms of who you are and the extent of your knowledge, I mean, not pretending to be an expert on something you're not, which like probably you're not an expert on much. <laughs> you may be like, you may know a lot about something or maybe even be an expert on something, but that doesn't mean you know everything, you know? Um, if it is facts, like citing the original sources or at least mentioning the original source, you know? The same goes for like adopting other people's ideas, <laughs> you know, which happens often unintentionally. Um, as well as intentionally. Sometimes people just outright steal ideas, but I think more often it's unintentional. It's people saying something that resonated with them that someone else said, and then they kind of are regurgitating it without realizing it that they never made that up, you know? Um, But my point is if you're operating in terms of anything in your life, not just your business, but if you're operating from a place of honesty and humanness, it's actually so much easier. Because if you've never said you're perfect, no one's expecting you to be perfect. If you've never portrayed yourself on this pedestal of like being a, a guru or being a 
you know, expert or being um, above everybody else, if you've never portrayed yourself that way, then it's not really so big of a fucking deal when you make mistakes, assuming, of course, that you're accountable and, you know, you take action to correct what needs to be corrected. But not realizing this or just sometimes it's a nervous system thing of just not feeling like it's safe feeling like holy shit if someone misunderstands something I write or if somebody like questions me like oh like that's dangerous like everything's at risk just reminding yourself like it's safe to to fuck up you know and that you will (laughs) because you're human it releases some of this pressure of perfection and you know not only do you not have to be perfect to be successful, but I find the more you embrace that imperfection, the more successful you can be on your own terms, the more you're able to really field people's expectations. And I think it's sad that this is an exception, you know, and the fact that this was an expanding moment for somebody of like, oh, wow, like somebody can be successful in their business and have link break, links break or whatever else and just fix it. And it's like not a big fucking deal. You know, again, I may be reading a little too far into this, but the fact that that was an expanding moment also kind of shows me that that's not so normal. And I see it a lot, people wanting things to be perfect before putting them out there, you know, or people, I mean, I taught this in open in the Open Channel Masterclass a few weeks ago about how, you know, we really benefit from just putting things out there quickly, especially in these times where things are changing fast and people don't necessarily, like, hell, even where I am today is not where I'm going to be in two weeks. So for, you know, I have definitely programs on the horizon I'm planning, but it's like for me to want to have every, something completely like done and ready before telling anyone about it, by the time I actually start such a thing, I may not even feel like it's relevant anymore, you know? So having that sense of radical immediacy, which I taught in the Open Channel Masterclass, um, which is closed. But if you are interested in joining that, that was my masterclass, my one-day masterclass about creating a digital course and selling it in 48 hours. Just send me a message and I'll hook you up. So the point here is that you don't have to be perfect to be successful. It's actually a lot easier to be successful if you're not required to be perfect. And Ultimately, that comes down to resistance. You're, you're really reducing your resistance when you recognize that, you know, there isn't this like one way you have to do things in order to get the results you want, the success you want. And you can be a human. This is really related a couple weeks ago on another episode I talked about the decision I made at the beginning of the whole COVID thing in my world um, that I was going to be successful even if I was panicked or anxious or whatever, feeling some kind of way. And that, honestly, that decision changed my life in so many areas. And my business has been growing each month. I've had like, I mean, that month I made that decision was my best month in business. The month after was the best again. And this month is my best again. So I made that decision three months ago. And that comes down to the same idea I had been feeling like I had to be perfect in terms of my mindset. I had to be like, hold the vibe in the perfect way. And then any time I like started, you know, if I like had a meltdown or felt anxious or like at that time, at the beginning of the whole COVID thing, I was just like, 
had, I was having a lot come up around security and feelings of safety and just, I was feeling like shit because of it and barely able to work and deciding that I was going to be successful anyway, that yeah, I could switch up my mood or my mindset because it felt better. Sure. But it wasn't required to be successful. That to me was like, I downloaded a new code of you don't have to be perfect to be successful. It wasn't just about my actions anymore. It was also about how I felt and my energy. And, you know, there's this idea of, like, like so many people are afraid of, like, negative thoughts or bad vibes. And, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But, you know, I obviously believe, obviously, if you've listened to many episodes of my podcast <laughs> and heard me talk about this kind of stuff, I believe that, pushing those away just makes them turn into self-sabotage unconsciously. So it's like, you know, you have to be willing to accept all the parts of you, not just like the shiny light ones. But also, you know, despite that, I still had really absorbed, really received this programming that I had to do it perfectly, you know, and that if I had a bad day, like I would stall my manifestation. And a lot that's out there about like law of attraction and manifestation and energy work supports that idea that is I think really harmful because it makes people like afraid of their own thoughts and afraid of their own natural emotions which are actually healthy to express and feel. So it's the same thing you know that recognition that I didn't have to be perfect in terms of mindset and I didn't have to be perfect in terms of action to be successful um, and really that comes down to transparency. I mean, extreme radical transparency, it's a it's a, one of my core values in my business. And a big piece of that is well, there are a couple pieces to that. One is that I just I think there's a a real lack of transparency in coaching in the coaching industry and it's it's unnecessary, it's exhausting. I don't like the energy around it. And I think it's a lot of people making things harder than they than it has to be. You know, it's like there's all these like people are secretive about their prices and secretive about their, you know, approach and secretive about their what they teach and like about all this stuff. And it actually makes business more difficult because you're making people jump through more hoops. And that's just like not how I want to live personally. <laughs> But also the second part is that when you are super transparent and open about everything, including your own humanity, it's just so much fucking easier because it is exhausting to pretend to have all the answers. And I'm also not going to say that I don't have a lot to teach and a lot to give, but actually I've had many people who have become clients say that it was my imperfection and my openness about that that actually made them want to work with me in a certain area because I was like, I've learned a lot, I can teach a lot, and I'm still in process around certain things. You know, a lot of people found that actually more inspiring. And I definitely see that in terms of my mentors. You know, I find it inspiring when I can really see people doing the work in the present. And I see how like the progress they've made as a result of doing that work. And I understand that they this is still something they work on. So they understand where I'm coming from, you know, it's more powerful to me. So, you know, when you recognize and, and, and showcase your imperfections, 
It's your business is more fun. It's more joyous. It's easier. You don't have to put on a facade, which is exhausting and like difficult to remember. And like, I'm a Gemini rising. I know they, people always say we're two faced, but I just like at this point in my life, I, and I, I think in my youth, actually, I definitely played with different identities a lot around different groups of people. I definitely did that. Like when I was in high school, you know, a teenager in general, I, I feel like every six months I had like a new style, you know, <laughs> some refinement of like whatever the style was that I was going towards. And it really did come from like trying on different identities for size. But now as an adult, I'm just, I just don't have fucking time for that. I really don't. And if any of these things that make me imperfect are going to turn someone away as a client, like, please, like, I mean, don't waste my time, but also like, don't waste your time. If this is a no, like a, if this is a hell no for you, don't, I don't want you to waste your time either, you know? Um, and so, yeah, my message for you today is that you don't have to be perfect to be successful. And that, in fact, your imperfections can actually add to your success. The, any, we are really entering a state, a, a, a phase of time, an era, that's the word. We are entering an era of increased accountability and the increased desire for transparency. And like a lot of these games that are played in marketing, I don't think they fucking work anymore. I just don't. And I think those that like rely on them, their businesses will die out or be forced to evolve. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, so if this vibes with you and you want to learn more, there are three ways you can work with me right now that I'm just going to give you the details of and tell you exactly what each of those look like in terms of investment, in terms of whether they're for you or not. Um, you can, of course, always continue to join me here on the podcast, which is free, of course. <laughs> I also post on the social media every day, um, whether Instagram stories, Instagram feed, um, Facebook, sometimes all the above. Um, every day I post something. So make sure you're following me in all those places. You can get my Instagram in the show notes, which is where most of the magic happens. Um, all that's free. I also have my magical as fuck business course, Boss Witch University. It's a self-guided course, six modules. I call it the only business school that matters because basically I'm teaching you the energetics and the practicalities of starting a brand new business. Or if you have a, an existing business that's part-time, I show you how to take that to the big leagues. So I, in that course, I show you exactly what to do as you begin your journey as an entrepreneur. And I share secrets that I use on that I use at the beginning of my business and I still use on how to make money right away because I see a lot of new entrepreneurs getting stuck and they're thinking like, oh, I have to have all this stuff done before I get my first client. And it's the opposite. Like so many people come to me and they're like, well, I don't know exactly who I'm for, like what my ideal client avatar is. And I say, I mean, like you want to start off with some kind of an idea, start somewhere. And I guide you through that in the course. But ultimately nothing teaches you more than getting paid clients. And I teach you how to do that right away so you can get actual clarity on the direction to take in your business rather than hypothetical, theoretical clarity. So that course is 197 It's always available. So you can get that anytime. And the link is in uh, the show notes for that course. It's caitlinmatanley.com slash courses slash BWU. BWU. That's hard to say. <laughs> really hard to say. I never have said it out loud. I don't think, damn. Um, you can also work with me short term. 
So this is the second way you can work with me right now. You can work with me short term through the special optional up-level packages I have through Boss Witch University. So you basically receive the digital course and then additional coaching, which can come in the form of either a single session or a one-month package of coaching. It's a special one-month value package specifically for Boss Witch University. So this is currently the only way to work with me one-on-one in a short-term basis. So either with single sessions or a short-term one-month um, package. It's the only way to work with me short term and it's a great option if you want more support but you're maybe not quite ready either in terms of time or budget to work with me in my main private coaching package which is three months. So you can find that on the Boss Witch University page as well and the investment for that it's $397 to $597 depending on the option you choose. They're two different options and payment plans are available. So it's a really affordable way to get started with private coaching without the time commitment of the three-month package. Gives you um, really just like the basic tools to get you started and to really get you moving. Finally, the third way to work with me right now, it's in my three-month private coaching experience. So this is for you if you're really just ready to get serious about your business and make it happen Stop making excuses. You want ongoing accountability and also an ongoing direction of kind of like a roadmap, what steps to take next, which I guide you through the process of making those choices based on your own intuition and your own read on your business. But I also are drawing from my 10 years of entrepreneurial experience to make really to make a strategy that works for you and that is rooted in your own energetic signature and that isn't just taking the same steps that everyone else tells you to take that quite frankly aren't universal and don't work for everybody. So you get a combination of live video sessions, unlimited text and voice message support, and added bonuses including complimentary access to Boswich University. Um, So for that it's $2,200 pay in full for the three-month package. Payment plans are available. I have both three-month and six-month payment plans available at slightly different prices. And I have four of these spots open. So with the short-term packages I mentioned previously, those are available as my schedule allows. So if they're on my site, they're available, they come down when I no longer have space. My The three-month private business coaching experience I'm talking about now, it I have four spots available between now and June 15th. So on June 15th, the structure of my private coaching package is changing to provide more value, more ongoing support, and the price is going to increase to reflect that. It's going to increase about $800. So definitely, if you're thinking about it, you want to get in now because why not? (laughs) Um, I have all the information in the link in my show notes. If you want to check it out, if you want to claim a spot, get more details, it's all there. So my point in sharing this is transparency. It's to make it clear. It's to make it really obvious what the different options are, what the different price points are. But that's to me really rooted in this, the same transparency that I aim to apply to just like myself, my personality, how I do business, how I do my life, you know? Because pretending to be something you're not, like I said, is exhausting, but also playing these games, these marketing games of like hiding, like details or, you know, whatever, 
they don't serve you and they don't serve the collective. And I honestly don't believe they're coming forward with us in the future. So you're going to be, you can be expecting that from me, um, both previously and always, but I really do desire to be more vocal about that transparency, that, um, willingness to be imperfect, that honesty. I really desire to be more open and forthcoming about it to show people what's possible. There are a lot of really outdated rules in the coaching industry about how to do things and how not to do things. And, um, that I'm going to be doing actually a separate episode on that specifically. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you, whether you're a coach or whether you have a coach or whether you are totally in a different world completely. Um, but my point here is, is be who you are, be open, be transparent, be authentic, be imperfect and watch everything just flow to you because you're not resisting based on this idea that you have to be someone different, something different, someone different to be successful because you don't. You're perfect right now in your imperfect glory. Thank you all so much for listening. I will catch you all next Friday. I'll tell you how my creative sabbatical went. Um, I'll still be posting on my stories probably. Um, Plus, I, I do have a couple posts scheduled for Instagram, but I'll probably be hanging out in real time on my stories on Instagram, so be sure to follow me there. And thank you all for tuning in today. Have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon. Thank you.